The Denver Broncos offense had another strong day at practice, connecting downfield with players like Adam Troutman, Jalen Virgil, and others. What are some things that the Broncos offense can build off of? Plus, could a certain Broncos rookie have a special role this upcoming season? You're going to get that and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome into a brand new episode of Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country and all the everydayers out there who make us your first listen of the day every single day. You can subscribe or follow to this podcast for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts, where you get your daily Denver Broncos news, content coverage, analysis, and more, all from an objective point of view. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter, Mile High Sports, joined alongside by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger, site expert, predominantlyorange.com. Sarah, once again here, uh, it's Wednesday's practice, the second-to-last practice that Broncos fans will have the opportunity to get to sit down and watch in person wrapped up it was a scorching day also real quick special shout out got to meet uh, if you follow on twitter at mile high moments got to meet him in person today so obviously mile high salute was great chatting with you there Uh, but yeah a sharp day for the broncos offense russell wilson in practice and i think it's interesting all things considered some of the moving pieces that the broncos offense currently has going on right now a lot of moving pieces a lot of different players making plays on a daily basis it really sounds like and hey Maybe some positive momentum for guys like, like you said, Adam Troutman, Jalen Virgil, guys that we hadn't heard a lot from in training camp other than, I guess, in Troutman's case, really being the tight end one on the depth chart, the the initial unofficial official depth chart the Broncos released there. But great to hear these guys are making plays. Great to hear Russell Wilson continue just continually stringing together days. It feels like, Cody, it's been a long time since he had a bad day, even though the Broncos secondary is more like a tertiary out there. I will say (laughs) with all the injuries, you know, there's a lot lot of backups out there, but still the starting corners are are practicing. And I I think Caden Stearns was back as far as I understood today, Cody. So really good stuff from Russell Wilson and the offense. Cortland Sutton, I, I mean, we can't be sleeping on Cortland Sutton. I feel like a lot of Broncos fans, it, it doesn't feel like he's getting talked about a lot, Cody. Maybe I'm wrong about that. You guys can call me out in the comments if you feel like Court is getting his due respect this offseason. Certainly, we've talked about him on the show, but I just feel like the hype maybe isn't quite there where it should be. As far as I know, I heard offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi today saying, Cody, he looks like the Sutton from a few years ago as the Broncos have been seeking ways to get that version of him back. Yeah, you know, and I feel for for Damari Mathis. I feel for Andy Corona that's got to go for him because Damari's always had really good coverage. It's not like Cortland Sutton is exploding by Damari or just beating him so bad. It's it's just because of Sutton's size. You know, when there is a jump ball or there's one where Russell Wilson places it perfectly up top where the kids can't get it. It's saying that they say, obviously, uh, I think it was Charles Davis says that in Madden often at times. But Damari's there. It's it's good coverage, but it's even better play by Cortland Sutton and you know, as a DB, sometimes I think that you can get that in your head a little bit, which I don't think that's been the case with Damari. I think Damari's just, you know, he acknowledges like, man, you know, I try to make a play on the ball. You know, I, I secured the tackle here on Cortland Sutton. 
uh, it's not going to be very often. Damari's just going to be matched up on the biggest receiver, right? And, and I think a lot of it will be contingent upon when Justin comes back. He gives him so much more coverage, versatility to do different matchups that you're not going to see here in the preseason. I think that's something that has to be talked about a little bit here. Some other things in terms of that offensive side of the ball, Cortland Sutton had a massive play downfield in coverage. Uh, and one of them, too, uh, against Mathis, you might, you know, if you want to nitpick and whatnot, if you could pull up the replay, you could make an argument. Maybe Cortland got away with a little bit of a push off there because it's, it's physical. Damari's a smaller guy, but he's physical. And so you want to be able to try to match that with a receiver like Cortland Sutton. So, uh, you, those guys are making each other better. Uh, Joe Lombardi talked about it. Vance Joseph talked about it as well in their post-practice press conferences. But yeah, Russell Wilson continuing to stack things. And look, here's here's the thing. There's still a lot of pressure coming at the Broncos. Sean Payton wants the offensive line to get challenged. But I will say, what they're doing at right tackle with Mike McGlinchey out, they're getting extended looks at guys like Alex Pocheski, the undrafted rookie free agent. Quinn Bailey getting some run at right tackle as well over guys like Cam Fleming. And I... I don't know what it is, and I'm not going to speculate, but it seems like Cam Fleming is dealing with something physically right now. Like he tweaked something. I'm not sure what it is, but he has not been getting out there and getting consistent reps the last couple of days. Very, very interesting, Cody. I certainly have some speculation for that one for sure, especially with Palcheski getting looks. Isaiah Prince, we've heard getting or we've seen get looks, right? He started that first preseason game at right tackle. My theory, and this is, I, I'm putting the tinfoil hat back on, Cody. My theory is the Broncos can save $14 million by cutting Garrett Bowles before the season starts and not guarantee any of that salary that he has left. I don't think that's necessarily a likely situation, but look, Cam Fleming, he played 16 snaps in the first preseason game, all of which were at left tackle. You listed him as the backup primarily at both of the tackle spots, and he wasn't starting in place of McGlinchey in that first preseason game, despite the fact that he played, which indicates to me, Cody, they're not necessarily worried either. You know, they're not worried about what he can do at the right tackle position, or they're not worried about him getting those reps if McGlinchey has to miss time. Well, why would that be? Maybe because he's going to be playing left tackle sooner than later here. And that's just kind of my tinfoil theory here, Cody. The Broncos, they're they're getting ready to do a lot of shifting in 2024 in terms of contracts. We always talk about keep an eye on the future. Keep an eye on the future. There's If Garrett Bowles isn't playing up to par, as we saw in that first preseason game, I know. He, coming off the injury, give him the grace. We get it. And I am. And I'm trying to just look at this from all angles here. I find it very interesting that we could be looking at a scenario where the Broncos have to decide, is Garrett Bowles $14 million better than Cam Fleming for one year at an offensive tackle position at the left side when you've got McGlinchey on the right side? We really like Pacheski. We kind of like Isaiah Prince, maybe Quinn Bailey as well. There's so much in terms of the roster construction here that I will speculate for sure because I, I think it's fair to ask, is Cam Fleming $14 million worse than Garrett Bowles as a starting left tackle, especially based on what we've seen last year, and especially considering Broncos want to run the ball a lot. I think it's a fair question to ask at this point. And look, we've seen crazier things happen from other NFL teams in the preseason in terms of moving on from a guy because of what you mentioned from a salary cap standpoint. Obviously, there's going to be some dead cap that you're going to incur there. Next year would be a little bit of a lesser dead cap, but maybe Denver's willing to bite the bullet on that one in, in terms of that discussion there. Some transactional news, though. The Broncos did sign running back Dwayne Washington, who spent five seasons in New Orleans, played four seasons with the New Orleans Saints at running back, and he's also a special teams guy there. 
They also released waived Forrest Merrill with an injury designation as well. So there was a corresponding move there. Tyler Beatty did not participate during Wednesday's practice at the Centura Health Training Center. Not sure what the ailment exactly is. I mean, I think the early speculation we saw was shoulder because he got grabbed during a drill yesterday and he kind of went down as if something happened with his shoulder, but he was out there not fully dressed, but just was wearing the team-issued shirt that he had there. So a little bit of an interesting timing on that move in particular at running back. But I got to give a quick shout-out here to Albert Okuebunam, Sarah. I think had his best overall practice of the day all around, right? I mean, he's been consistent in the pass-catching game. He hauled in a reception for 30 plus yards here today. He had a couple, you know, a couple of passes from Russell Wilson that he hauled in. And then for some reason, we've seen him emerge in training camp, at least today, great blocks coming out and kicking out Marcus Haynes, outside linebacker, who's made some noise, has been a, a pretty solid player throughout training camp. Had a two pancake blocks on him, sir, in uh, Wednesday's practice. So Albert O gaining some more confidence. And, and like I said, I think with the tight end position, I think you look at the depth chart unofficially. I don't even think we can make too much into that because all these guys are doing different roles. I'm excited to see how it plays out here in the regular season. Also, the last couple of preseason games here for the Denver Broncos. But Broncos country, our conversation continues on today's episode of the show. One Broncos player at the cornerback position has consistently worked his way up year over year, serving formerly as an undrafted guy. How is it saying Bassey showing his biggest growth yet at the pro level? You're going to get that on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends over there at Nutrafol. And you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. And did you know that 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime? It's normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate. You can get ahead of thinning with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Go to Nutrafol.com slash men to take their hair health wellness quiz, identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. Nutrafol supports healthy hair, growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair, Nutrafol.com slash men. It's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men and enter promo code Locked on NFL. That's Nutrafol.com slash men. Promo code Locked on NFL. A number of defensive backs are having great off seasons for the Denver Broncos, including a saying Bassey, the former undrafted free agent who has been a contributor on defense, special teams out of the slot. We're seeing great growth from him in 2023. And I think maybe it's reaching the point where his role could be the biggest it's ever been. We're going to talk about that coming up here on the show. But before we do, got to give a huge shout out and mile high salute to every single one of you that listens to Locked On Broncos first thing every day. For all you everydayers out there, you know we love to bring you up to date coverage of your favorite team, the Denver Broncos. And 
really attacking all angles of the preseason, the roster, training camp, every transaction that gets made. We talk about long snappers on the show. We talk about the kicking competition and everything from top to bottom, one through 90 on the roster. We got you covered here, and we can't thank you enough for being part of it. So wherever and however you listen, Locked on Broncos is free and available everywhere, as well as you can watch us on YouTube there as well. So, Cody, for all the everydayers out there, I, I think it's going to be maybe starting the season again this year with number 21 in the slot. Although last year it was Kwan Williams, who's now wearing jersey number eight. This year, number 21 is being worn by Isang Bassey, one of the players in that defensive backfield there, Christian Parker's defensive backfield. That's really, really growing getting a lot better. We saw the interception in preseason week one. Why do you think he's a standout player so far this offseason, even aside from that interception against the Cardinals? I mean, you look back at what he did last year, right? Filling in for K1 when he missed some time. He, he did a really good job playing inside the nickel for the Broncos. And not only that, not only was he playing such a massive role on defense last year, but he was also playing all the core four special teams. Now, I think he's coming to this offseason because I had a chance to ask Vance Joseph after practice what he's really seen from him, called him a really good player. But the thing with Bassey is he can play outside cornerback. He can play in the nickel. He's also been getting some work at safety. I mean, this is dating back to OTAs and mandatory minicamp. And on top of that, he's a core four special teams player. I had a chance to catch up with Bassey after practice in a one-on-one -on -one and chat with him a little bit. And, and for him, wanting to come back to Denver, one of the biggest reasons he said he came back was because of the defensive backroom that they had. Guys like Patrick Sertan, guys like Damari Mathis, Justin Simmons, Caden Stearns, P.J. Locke. He wanted to be in a room with those guys here once again because not only has he developed bonds with those guys, but they do stuff away from the football facility. Like in the offseason, they go to Aspen. They go skiing and snowmobiling together, which is a really cool thing there. Uh, and on top of that, Christian Parker coming back. He had offers from other teams, but he chose to come back to Denver and I, I think it was a little bit of a no-brainer because he is a valuable player. He's someone that Mike Westhoff will really admire, Ben Kotwika. And now that you add the fact that he can now play safety on top of being able to play inside and outside a corner, I mean, he just has so much value to this team right now considering Kwan is banged up. He's got an ankle injury, as our good friend Mike Glissard reported, had a second opinion on it, and is going to rest. But here's the thing. You can rest it, but something could linger in the future here. So, I think a saying Bassey is a fantastic insurance policy for the Broncos on the nickel, not only just defense, but on the value he brings on the special team side of the ball as well. He's really grown a lot, I think, and we're going to get a chance to see him hopefully more throughout the preseason here, Cody, as these guys, these starters get some more reps. And yeah, you, you have guys that you have times, I think, where for a roster, it's really good even to have the, that next man up mentality. There's not a lot of times where you can lose a cornerback that's in your starting lineup and be like, well, next man up, especially during training camp. You got a lot of teams that will lose a corner at this time of year and be frantically checking the waiver wire, things like that. But the Broncos have pretty enviable depth, I would say, at the cornerback position, even with you. Not only do you have K1 Williams injured right now, but you also have Riley Moss on the mend as well, who was expected to play a, a decently big role. And still in the place of those, you still got your two starters on the outside, Mathis and Sertan. And then you've got Jaquan McMillan. You've got he's saying Bassey. You can rely on these guys that are stepping up in the interim. And uh, it was great to hear not only Vance Joseph talk about these guys, but Ben Kotswika as well. Shout out some defensive backs for their work on special teams, including Jaquan McMillan there. So 
I'm kind of excited for Bassey to get this opportunity because maybe he could be a longer term fixture for the team in the slot than somebody like Kwan Williams, who was kind of signed as a two year band aid at the position. Uh, it played well, it did a great job, and I think will do a great job when healthy. But maybe Bassey is a longer term option for the team. Well, and, and here's my thing, too, and, and this may sound bold, but based on everything I've seen from OTAs all the way up until now, Sarah, I don't think it's a stretch in my opinion right now. We already know Patrick Sertan, Damari Mathis, those guys are roster locks. Those guys are the two starters at corner. Kwan obviously, is a guy who's, you know, they hope they can get healthy. I think at this point, I think saying Bassey and Jaquan McMillan are roster locks for the 53 based on their ability, not only for Jaquan. Jaquan can play on the outside as we saw him against Arizona. He also moved to the nickel. So when the set for like if he's if Sertan or Damari does not play, you know, in a, in a preseason game, if they decide to sit out, Jaquan's going to get the start. He's the first man up. When you look at the depth chart, he's the number one guy who's up behind either of those two players. And then you have the, the ability to flex out if you need some safety help there. Bassey can play that position. He can play nickel. He can play on the outside. He's good against the run, good special teams. I mean, these are the things that make value to a team. And look, I think for Sean Payton, who has emphasized we want guys to step up, young guys to step up in the kicking side of things. This summarizes it perfectly. Do you think, Cody, as just as you were talking, it just kind of made me think with Bassey maybe having the ability to play some safety there kind of makes me wonder, do you think there's a chance that he could potentially be part of the reason why Kareem Jackson gets pushed off the roster? I know with injuries to Justin Simmons lately and obviously Caden Stearns, he's back, you know, as of Wednesday, but... You know, he was out there for a minute, P.J. Locke getting carted off. Hopefully, as Sean Payton said, he's going to be okay. Do you think a guy like he's saying Bassey factors into whether Kareem Jackson makes the team as a, you know, one of those maybe 11 or 12 defensive backs? You know, Sarah, that's a tough question. Just because you look at Kareem, veteran experience, I think you have to weigh the pros and cons, right? Because if you release a veteran like Kareem Jackson, does it it send a, a negative message to the locker room? I mean, Kareem's a guy who's playing in year number 14, can still play. I think the only thing in his consideration, I don't think necessarily Bassey playing safety impacts Kareem's optics negatively, but I do think that you look at Asang being a core four special teams guy and a guy who can play safety. You look at Kareem, a guy who doesn't play and will not play any special teams. Maybe that impacts the evaluation a little bit differently when we talk about other players at that position like Delarian Turner. Yeah, I mean, that's a a great question to ask, but I don't know how it's going to pan out. And obviously we need to find out like what an established timeline is for PJ Locke. But I would say it was promising that Caden Stearns was back on the practice field on Wednesday and he and Kareem Jackson were playing a majority of those first team reps at the safety position. So a lot of, a lot of things to be considered and, and look, Sarah, maybe, maybe this weekend's preseason game will give us a little bit more clarity on the direction that Sean Payton wants to head here for the Broncos. But Broncos country, we're eager for your thoughts on that as well. Make sure you chime in your thoughts on a Sang Bassey, maybe the safety position outlook. How does it impact maybe Kareem Jackson's status? Let us know in the YouTube comments down below, or you can tweet us on social media at Cody Work NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Locked On Broncos. But we're going to continue our conversation on today's episode of the show as we got a little bit of insight from Broncos defensive coordinator Vince Joseph. And apparently, Drew Sanders could be in line for some sort of role that we have no idea about. Just yet, we'll dive deeper to that and we'll speculate on what that role may be on today's episode. Locked on Broncos. Real quick, you make Locked on Broncos your first listen of the day every single day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts or on YouTube. But for your second listen of the day, make sure you go check out the Locked on 
NFL podcast so you can get in on all the action that's going on around the national football. You got training camp scuffles between teams who are enjoying practices, preseason matchups, as you may see some more starters for other teams playing this week. Locked on NFL has you covered with all the latest news around the National Football League and more. Wherever you get your podcasts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Broncos defensive coordinator Vance Joseph talked about Drew Sanders, the Broncos' third-round rookie linebacker out of Arkansas who's getting his feet wet at the NFL level, adjusting to the NFL level speed. But everything that we've heard from Sean Payton to Vance Joseph about Drew Sanders is this guy is an athletic specimen. He can be used in a variety of different ways. And certainly you can see his talent on the practice field out there. Six foot five can just move. But Vance Joseph made some interesting comments following practice on Wednesday about a potential role that he might be able to establish himself when this upcoming season, not revealed in the preseason, but come fall time. That's right. He said, we've got some things in the fall that we won't show right now. So that kind of piqued a lot of people's interest about what could that what could that be? You know, we know that right when he was drafted, Sean Payton said that Drew Sanders is a pressure player. And what does that mean? It means that he can get after the quarterback, right? From a number of different spots on the defense, he can put pressure on the QB. So you kind of want to assume, right, that maybe this secret role, whatever it ends up being, you know, that would involve rushing the quarterback. And I think not, not that he's the exact same type of athlete or even uh, same type of transitional type of player, but with Baron Browning potentially missing that first month or so of the season, Cody really get the impression that maybe Drew Sanders could help pick up the slack there in terms of rushing the quarterback as a hybrid sort of player. Right. And I know Baron Browning is a full, fully transitioned to the edge at this point, but I kind of get the impression that Drew Sanders, while he may not play off ball linebacker in place of Alex Singleton or Josie Jewell, we could see him in packages out there. Uh, Vance Joseph alluded to, the dime and he alluded to the fact that right now you know they're focused on getting him to play good linebacker and he even said that Cody he's out there doing things that no other players are really able to do like you said at that 6-5 size he makes a play a day that no one else can make is something that Joseph did say but i will say this like you definitely see the the talent that Drew Sanders has if I had to give one critique about Sanders, and, and look, this isn't a passion critique or anything like that. This guy plays so damn hard, right? But if I had to critique anything, it's like it's training camp. And he's had a couple of plays against a receiver or a running back where he kind of clotheslines the guy a little bit, at least help your teammate up. I, that might be nitpicking on my behalf there. I, I know for him how he plays. He plays with, I can't say the word on here, but he plays with some PR. It rhymes with um, trick in him. But aside from that, I, I just – that's one little thing that I think I would critique about him is that, you know, he's competing for a spot. He wants to make an impression. He's learning behind guys like Josie Jewell, Alex Singleton, and you have to get your reps where you can. But just remember, like, you're going against your own teammates here in practice. Help them up. Take care of – you know, do that stuff to, to an opponent. But as long as it doesn't get you a 15-yard penalty in a game, that would be my only thing that I would say. But – I mean, it's hard to argue. Like, you, you could see him in a variety of different roles. I mean, I think when Denver goes into their dime package exclusively, it depends on who they're playing, right? He may be used as the perfect guy to spy a quarterback. He could be used to, uh, to spy, essentially, Patrick Mahomes or any other mobile quarterback that Denver's going to play this upcoming season. I'm also curious to see if they maybe change him out a little bit because you mentioned, like, not only is he playing inside linebacker, he has the ability to play edge, but could they maybe put him in a position where – they line him up at edge rusher, and let's say that Denver is 
playing a really big tight end, like a guy who's just super unstoppable in line, you know, and obviously it's, you don't want to flex a, a, him out to cover a guy like Travis Kelsey out there. Nobody can guard Travis Kelsey, unfortunately, but you can use this guy to get hands on a big physical receiving tight end threat. If he is in line, I like what you can do there. Or like, let's say you're using, you're going up against a really dynamic running back. Drew Sanders might come in very, very handy here for Vance Joseph and the Broncos defense. A little bit of a matchup chess piece out there. We saw the Arizona Cardinals the last handful of years kind of drafting a number of those guys, right? I mean, you could argue players like Buda Baker who can interchange positions a little bit. Isaiah Simmons, of course, coming out of Clemson where he played just about every position on that defense there, including outside corner edge, you know, off ball linebacker safety. He was everything. So there's precedence there for Vance having guys like that in his defense and really utilizing them, hopefully to their fullest. Of course, you, I mean, I know there was an issue at the beginning of Isaiah Simmons career, kind of being in the doghouse, and then they unleashed him and he was great. And it was like, what was Vance Joseph thinking? Right. And similar situation when he had remember Demarcus Walker early in his career yeah. in Denver transitioned him to the edge, which was a huge mistake. So you really hope that, as Sean Payton has talked about having clear vision for guys, you need Vance Joseph to be on page with this vision. And it sounds like he very much is. It sounds like he's very excited about Drew Sanders talking about, you know, like you said, Cody, he's making a play a day that nobody else can make. That's the kind of stuff that gets you really excited about a rookie, especially when you didn't have a first or, you know, really even a second round pick. I know Marvin Mims was technically a second rounder, but I mean, man, Drew Sanders has the potential here to really be an interesting factor on a defense that seemed really well established even before he got there. And I think it's so hard for us to really evaluate him in practice because you can't do the things that his position requires you to do in practice against your own guy. So I think that the best thing that we can see is this Saturday against the 49ers seeing him unleash a little bit more, not only on special teams, but when he's in at linebacker. Go, go make plays. Go fly to the football. Go make some plays in the passing game. I, I've i enjoyed what I've seen. And honestly, I felt like he and Justin Sternod working together at inside linebacker last week, I liked it. I liked what I saw from those two guys. They could emerge into becoming some very important pieces for Denver, not only in a rotational role in the depth chart on the linebacker position, but also special teams value as well. Broncos country, we want to hear from you. Your thoughts on a potential hybrid role here. For Drew Sanders, if you could piece together maybe what it means, what do you think Vance Joseph might unleash in the fall with the Broncos third round rookie pick out of Arkansas? Let us know if you're watching in the YouTube comments or you can tweet us on social media at Cody Work NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Locked On Broncos. But Broncos country, that will wrap up today's episode of the show. One more day of Broncos camp on Thursday that is open to the public. And then that ends training camp as then they get into the closed off media only sessions. Los Angeles Rams coming to town next week for joint practices. Broncos country gets one more day on the berm in Dove Valley. We'll recap all the action here on tomorrow's episode, Lockdown Broncos.